It is Sunday, February 18th. Welcome to the Dean Leggy Show. It's another Sunday night, and uh, just trying to get everything organized here. Uh, Bulldogs, really not a ton going on this week uh, with Georgia football. We will start fall pra uh, spring practice sometime soon. If you've got questions, I will try to answer them. Just fire away. It is uh, the night of the NBA All-Star Game, so I'd like to go watch some of that. Uh, if I could, um, Georgia basketball certainly getting two very good wins uh, over the week with the Tennessee uh, win yesterday in Athens, and probably well, I was going to say more impressive. I, I don't know. The win over Florida was a, a very good win for sure, um, right when they needed it. Um, certainly, gutting out that win uh, makes it seem to me like there's. I don't. I mean, they could lose. Uh, four games in a row and still be 15 and 14 and get to a postseason. So at a minimum, they'll play in the postseason. Exactly where is uh, not really up for much debate. I don't see them getting to the tournament yet. They're going to have to go on quite a bit of tear to to get where they need to go in terms of going to the tournament. But they could finish the season 19 and 11. That would probably not be good enough to get them where they wanted to go, but it might be good enough to get them into the NIT. And um, you know, from that point forward, you can you can write the script for yourself. It's going to be tough for Mark Fox to survive if he's got um, yet another year of the NIT on his resume. So um, I don't know anything. I don't. I'm not a. I, I am a reporter for sure, but I, I'm not reporting that anything's going to happen. I just don't see how it will continue. That's my opinion. So, um, you know, we'll just see. Um, certainly, though, getting to um, 19 wins would help their ability. You know, I don't know if they if they do decide to let Mark go after the SEC tournament because I don't see any way now where that game where where he would be let go during the season. Not not now. Um, if they did do that, uh, I don't know how um, attractive Georgia would be to the NIT just with letting a coach go, um, if that were to happen. So we'll see. Um, but no, I don't. I don't buy that um, that Mark Fox will be the coach of Georgia next year for a couple of different reasons. So uh, and. Someone over here on, on Twitter is saying that they'd probably have to win the tournament to get to the big dance. I don't see how there's any other way. I mean, let's just say they go undefeated. They wind up in St. Louis 9-11. Uh, 11 losses is a lot for an SE, for a, for a non-automatic qualifying team, for a team that does not win its tournament. If, it, if they did not win their tournament, that would mean they would have not – I mean, they would have at least 12 losses – and that's a lot of losses to get into the tournament. And frankly, um, it's just not going to happen. Not not with not with 19 wins. If they're 20, let's just say 22 and 12, you know maybe. But that that assumes they went on the road in Knoxville. They went on the road in Columbia. They beat LSU, and then they've got someone else that they play who I don't remember off the top of my head. So it is not likely. But we'll just see. Uh, here's a question about how attractive the Georgia job is. For someone who understands the resources inside the state, I would think that it is a pretty attractive job. Um, Georgia, though, right now, Fox is near the bottom of compensation in the league, so that would have to change. I mean, Georgia is, I mean, this is, a lot of people are going to disagree with what I'm about to say, but 
Georgia is getting a bargain with its coaches right now. Um, you're paying $2 million for your basketball coach. You're paying 3.75 for your football coach. Um, one of those guys just won, just played for a national championship. So, um, I think that, uh, they're going to have to improve the salaries of both Mark Fox, well, whoever the head coach is for basketball and certainly for Kirby Smart. Um, I don't think there's any question that the Georgia basketball job is an extremely attractive job, um, but they will have to pay more. And I think that the um, the baseline for getting someone who I think would – I don't think you can win the press conference if you're going to let Mark go. I don't think you can win the press conference. I don't even know if Tom Cream wins the press conference. Greg Marshall might. But I – you know, unless Georgia's paying about $5 million a year – for the basketball coach, I'm not sure that they can really win the press conference. And that's not what this is about anyway. Let me let me add too that you know there's a there's a point where paying a particular dollar amount for the head basketball coach at Georgia, um, you know, they're gonna have to win quick. If you're if you're paying four million dollars to basketball, I mean the money's there to do it strictly from basketball. But it's not like it's an overwhelming amount of money. I mean, from off the top of my head, I'll just grab the budget here. Let me just grab the budget. So here's the budget for this fiscal year at Georgia. Fiscal year, I understand everybody on here is not an accountant. But uh, fiscal year goes from June to July in, um, in, in the, in, for the University of Georgia's athletic department. And for basketball, the income... The income for basketball is about $7.4 million a year. So where does that money come from? Um, that money, the income, there's about $200,000, excuse me, about a million dollars of revenue comes from uh, basketball's ticket sales. And about five, about five million dollars of income comes from the SEC's agreement with all the schools. So that's five point five million dollars in SEC um, money. So SEC money, which is TV money, that far outweighs the one point seven million dollars that Georgia creates, or that it says it creates budgeting wise on its own. So you got a $7.4 million basketball income. Your basketball expenditures are $5.4 million, $5 million. So you got about $2.2 million surplus in basketball. Um, the compensation for the entire basketball group for the coaches is $3.3 million. But you're having to spend, you know, about a, not quite three quarters of a million, about three quarters of a million dollars in travel. Recruiting is about $300,000. There's expenses of about half a million dollars for game day stuff. Guarantees to other institutions is about $400,000. And then you've got miscellaneous of another about $150,000. So if you are going to pay someone $4 million, you are breaking even in basketball. Um, the, the, the basic 
math of basketball is the money comes from the SEC network, CBS and ESPN. So it's not at all like football where $75 million is your proposed budget in 2000, in this current fiscal year. And you've got 18.7 of that is coming from the SEC. So that's not nearly the same reality as basketball is dealing with. You know, your football tickets, and this will go up, but football tickets for this year is 22.6 million. Donations is about 27 million. Sky Suites is 5.8 million. Concessions is about a million dollars. And then the SEC network, the, what's called the SEC distribution for football is 18.7 million dollars. I say all that to just say this, which is everybody talks about how there's always all sorts of money and there, there's plenty of money at Georgia. $127 million budget, $127.5 million budget. That's a lot. Um, I will talk about ESPN negotiating a contract lower in the future. The future is a long way away. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a, that's not right around the corner. So they are ESPN's, Financial people are overselling ESPN being hurt financially. That is just not completely true, and uh, they have plenty of money. They are rolling around in excess of it. Um, that people are cutting their cable cord is affecting them, no question. But don't confuse yourself. They are completely in bed with the SEC. So is CBS. So all of Georgia's money coming from this SEC distribution uh, and television money. That's not all from CBS, not all from ESPN. So even if ESPN is damaged, that doesn't mean that CBS or Fox or, I mean, even Turner or NBC wouldn't come, or Yahoo or Google wouldn't come along and pay the money that Georgia's getting from the SEC right now and all the other schools. And someone was asking about the overall money from the Southeastern Conference television deals, and it is a, a little, a little bit more than $40 million a year. That is the main difference between the budget in years gone by and now is the $40 million that you're getting every single year. Now with that, they Georgia spent a bunch of money and because of that, they, they have about $11 million a year of debt service. So that's like their mortgage. Their mortgage is basically of $11 million a year for, for lack of a better way to put it. I mean, I'm not a financial expert, but I have 15 years of budgeting experience. I know a little bit about budgeting and bonds and stuff like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't attempt to try to act like I'm an, uh, an accountant. Those guys are way above my pay grade, but I did do budgeting for a very long time on the municipal level. It's not that hard to do. You just have to make it sure that you got zeros at the end of the, um, at the end of the, at the end of the day. But all that means that um, the notion, I, I, my guess is, my guess is that Georgia as an institution will want basketball to be in financial balance, which to me means that Georgia's got about $2 million or so to play with in terms of hiring a, a head coach at a higher rate. So my guess, and this is working around the numbers, is you got about $2 bucks more, so $4 million a year. Now, there's not a lot of coaches in college basketball who are getting paid $4 million a year. There's just not a lot. So you could come and just lay it on the table that, you, that you're going to buy um, your, your next contract with whoever you decide to sign could be a $4 million a year deal. You still got to deal with Kirby, but as we talked about earlier, you know, and football pays for a lot of stuff, but let's just look at it strictly from money. 
football has a surplus of nearly $50 million. So paying Kirby another 2 or 3 or $4 million a year is not going to hurt him or the institution. I mean, he's going to get a massive raise. That's not, it's not a concern. It's If you are on dog posts, you know what I've been reporting with what we're hearing and, and you know everything that's going on with that sort of stuff. But in terms of dollars and cents, and everybody says Georgia's flush with money, they're flush with money, got all sorts of money. They do have plenty of money, but they also have what's called a fiduciary responsibility to pay back the debt that they've got. They're not like the federal government who can kind of kick the can down the road. Georgia has bonds that they have to they you know they will have there will be repercussions if they do not pay the bonds on time or if they um you know do some sort of wackiness uh financially so they have they have a responsibility to deal with what they've got um could they be more aggressive sure they could i mean you're seeing that now they're raising ticket prices which i think we can talk about that in a second but you know i don't know Here's a question. Uh, is the athletic department okay with hoops not being revenue genera generating? Well, it, it makes money. It makes about $2 million a year according to this budget. So I, I think, I, I don't know if I'm saying it right. I mean, Georgia brings in 7.4, Georgia is budgeted to bring in $7.4 million in basket, men, men's basketball. Its expenditures are $5.4 million. So that's, a two million dollar. I mean, they're making two million dollars, and so they're they're. That's a pretty good business, honestly. I mean, you're looking at about a twenty percent. Um, you're looking at about a twenty percent profit margin. I mean, that's pretty significant, unless unless my uh, unless my math is wrong. Someone's asking what schools are better off financially. Again, I'm not an accountant. I I don't really. I hesitate to say stuff like that. Texas A&M has got to be in better shape than Georgia because they're raising a hundred million dollars a year. So we know that Texas A&M uh, is bringing in more revenue than Georgia. I don't know if what their their capital outlays. Well, I don't know what their expenditures are, and if they're bringing in a hundred but spending one fifteen every year, well then, you know they got some problems. Um, but Georgia's been pretty conservative for a very long time. I would, I would say, in my opinion, I would be more, I would be more aggressive if I were them. But I mean, I don't, I don't have a vote. I'm certainly not on a, on a, any sort of board over there. Uh, someone's asking about the big name coach you could see coming to Georgia. I'm not sure that there's going to be anybody that Georgia will get in the future if Mark Fox, when Mark Fox inevitably is not the head coach of Georgia, because I mean he will pass away, but you know there will be a new coach of Georgia one day, whether it's in a matter of weeks or or soon, uh, there will be a new coach at Georgia, and I just don't think that anybody's going to be super impressed um, with who it, it is. I mean, part of it's people are so eager to run Greg McGarity down at any kind of given moment that um, nothing will, there will be no, there will be no credit given. But part of it too is I think you have to realize the situation that Georgia's in, which is it's not considered a basketball haven. Uh, the pay is at the lowest part of the conference suddenly. Um, they've got some work to do in basketball. Really, it's just a, 
honestly, it's just really a perception problem more than anything else. I, I would argue. I mean, I played AAU basketball in Atlanta. I, I played college basketball. There are tons of kids that would love to play for Georgia, and you're seeing that right now with these kids who are committed to Georgia. But, you know, I don't think that people will, you know, I don't think that anyone will be uber impressed with whoever Georgia brings in. I just, I'm just being honest. So, um, I think it will likely be someone from a, a mid-major or an assistant coach at like a Big Ten school, something like that. That's what I think it will more than likely be. But I mean, I do know from talking around folks, uh, in the world that I live in that there's plenty of people that are very interested in the job. Um, but being very interested is not the same as getting slash taking the job. And often, guys, you know, we've seen in the past that, um, you know, coaches have negotiated with, you know, using Georgia as negotiating tactic. Uh, we saw that with, I think, Mike Anderson, who wound up at, or who, whoever it was, it, you know, blah, 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 went to Arkansas or Missouri or whatever. So Damon got caught in the middle of that one. But, you know, I, I think if you just explain the situation, I mean, if people can't see it, they can't see it. I don't know. But there's tons, if you can recruit, then Georgia's a great place to be. It's in a, it's in a very good situation. Um, it's a better situation than Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee. There's just not a lot of places that are a better situation for basketball than Georgia. I mean, you've got, essentially one team in the league that is a troublemaker, which is Kentucky. Good night. Good night. I'm, I'm busy. I am busy. Night, night. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so there are plenty of coaches that are available, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean that it's going to work out. So... That, that's the important part to remember here is just because a coach acts like or whenever they will say that they are interested, that could be a negotiating tactic. So Georgia has to play serious ball about where they're going to go and get a, a quality coach whenever that time comes. And I, I mean, it feels to me like the time is coming quicker than later. But Mark Fox is still a coach at Georgia and he's got plenty of uh, time he can still win the national championship, I and mean, there's just nothing preventing him from doing that except winning the games. Um, no one in college basketball is out of the national championship picture right now. All you have to do is win your conference, and then win seven or six games in a row to win the national championship. Uh, that's nearly impossible to do. Only one team can do it every year, but it is still out there. Someone was asking about how big a game was the is the South Carolina game this Wednesday. Well, that really would end a lot of speculation that Georgia has a, an outside chance of the NCAA. I mean, I, you know, I watch a lot of basketball, and you, you listen to Bill Walton, who's a honk for the Pac-12. He's hilarious, but he's saying that eight teams from the Pac-12 should get in, which is insane. And then you listen to the guys from the SEC Network last night saying that Georgia should be in now. Georgia should be in now. They are 15-11. and 11. I have no idea... Why TV folks feel like they have to be so positive towards the conference that just happens to be on TV in the moment that they are on TV. But it's ridiculous. I mean, you're doing a disservice to the people who are paying a subscription to watch the product. 
The reality is that the SEC is deeper. It may or may not get eight teams in. Georgia is not in the top eight in the SEC. I don't know if everybody's checked out where they're at, but they are in 10th place or so. They could, If they lose to South Carolina, it is very possible they will be in 14th place. They are playing on the road, and they usually win about half the time they play in Columbia. So that's not a that's those are not great odds. And all of a sudden, Vanderbilt won a game. I mean, it's, the, the league is is a, an interesting thing, and we saw the other night on Saturday they went six and zero the home team. So it's tough to play on the road in any conference. Here's a question: Lots of talk about Jonas Hayes. Best to look outside the program. I think with Jonas, the problem is age and experience. That's it. Um, I think that uh, that's all. I think that he will be a head coach. The question is where and how long. Um, will he come back to Georgia if he ever leaves? Um, I think that a former letterman would know how important, and a former letterman from Atlanta would know how big a deal this job can be and should be. So I think it. I think right now at 35 or whatever he is, he's probably too young. But he's not young by a lot. Um, that would be the equivalent of hiring Kirby around 2011. So he's probably a little too young. But let's just see what happens. Let's just see what happens. Who's on my wish list? Again, Mark Fox is the head coach at Georgia still, clearly. Um, I think whoever you'd like to get to be the next coach would be someone that you would pay $5 million a year for. You would you would set the hammer down and let the SEC know, including Kentucky, that you're there to take the conference championship, period. And um, that would mean you'd be a little bit in the red um, in basketball, but you could maybe make that up in ticket sales. Rather than it being a million dollars a year, you could you know, grow ticket sales. You're not going to grow television revenue. That that we know. It's what it is. So that that would be slight concern about getting that high up. But maybe you could get someone for four point two five million, four and a quarter million dollars. There'd be a lot of people that you could attract then. Um, and someone's asking about how does five million compare in the SEC. Well, I know Cal makes more than that, but I'm not sure who else would be higher than Calipari. I would get someone who is a relentless recruiter. That's what I would do. And why I say that is because the person that comes in to be the head coach at Georgia doesn't need to just recruit high-level players to Georgia. They need to recruit Georgia back to Stegman Coliseum. They need to... Um, they need to reinvigorate a program that has been to the Final Four and has just kind of lost its way for 15 years. After 15 years or 20 years of decent basketball, it just lost its way from 2003 on. Um, when you when you look at um, out there, I mean, I mean, obviously I cover, I, I may have played basketball, but I cover football and know that world of coaching and so forth a little bit better. But there are 300 Division One basketball coaches that are head coaches. I mean, I don't think you're going to be recruiting Shashevsky uh, or North Carolina, or, I mean, Roy Williams or anybody at Kansas or Michigan or Michigan State or anybody out west would probably be the wrong fit. But I think the coach at Baylor makes sense. 
Um, I think that you tell, you know, Greg Marshall's not going to do it. Fine. Let him tell you, no, I'm not interested. And then just move on. Um, I would not fall into the trap of, uh, I mean, I think some people would be interested in Buzz Williams. I would want to see a little bit more from what he's got. A lot of people speaking of, for, of Marquette coaches or former Marquette coaches, you know, Woj it would be a guy, Wojciechowski would be a guy that a lot of people would be interested in. He's in a league that's, you know, I mean, he hasn't done it yet either. You got Doug Collins at Northwestern. So my point is, none of the folks that I'm talking about, Chris Collins at Northwestern, excuse me, none of the folks I'm talking about are going to be immediately recognizable by Georgia fan base because it's not a basketball fan base necessarily. It's more of a basketball fan base than people realize, but it's not a giant fan base. You know, when Georgia Tech got Bobby Crimmins in the early 80s, Nobody knew who the hell Bobby Crimmins was. This is a this is not about getting someone people already know. This is about getting the absolute correct fit at Georgia. And and that has been challenging. That has been challenging. Jim Herrick was the right fit. So was Tubby. And for a long time, Hugh Durham was. I'm not sure Jersa ever was. Dennis Felton certainly was not. And Mark Fox, I think, is just the wrong fit at Georgia. It doesn't mean he's not a good coach and can't get the job done. It just means that at Georgia, which happens to be the job that we're talking about, he's not maybe the best fit. It, the person is going to have to aggressively recruit Metropolitan Atlanta, specifically Gwinnett County, and um, you know, obviously my my old home in, in DeKalb County. You, you can't there's just too many good kids. Um, this isn't like South Carolina where you've got, you know, 5 million, 4 million people in the entire state. There, there's 5 million people in metropolitan Atlanta alone. So that really has been the major, you know, criticism from me about uh, Mark Fox at Georgia has been not establishing a recruiting pipeline to the metropolitan Atlanta area. When I was growing up, it was DeKalb County and the city of Atlanta. Those times have changed. It's now much more Gwinnett County, whether you're talking about, you know, South Gwinnett or, you know, whoever, whoever. Everybody's spilled over from DeKalb County into, into Gwinnett, which has a million people in it. So it's got that pipeline of athlete, athletic kids. It's all over the place. Someone's saying, Mark's, well, I don't know about that. But um, I think the big thing for the future of this program, if Mark Fox saves himself, he's got a couple of kids coming that are could be special players. But whoever will coach this team moving forward has got to prioritize recruiting. What you see from Manny Diaz, Jack Bowerly, Kirby Smart, they are going and getting players. That is the number one thing in coaching is Jimmy's and Joe's, period. Y'all can have, you know, the head coaches all you want. That's great. But the reason why they're so successful is because they've got the best kids. That's just all there is to it. If this were about development, Mark Fox would be way up there. He's developed some kids for sure. But... This is not about development exclusively. This is about recruiting and developing because you cannot develop who you don't have. 
Last couple of questions. Will the one and done stay or be changed? I'm not aware that it will be changed. I also, too, have to say that um, it seems to me like kids should be able to leave and do whatever the hell they want to do after they leave high school. I mean, once you're 18 years old, you know, you can go drive trucks for a living. You can go to college. You can um, start a business. So I don't know why we're restricting uh, professional athletes. That's, that's, but that's their union and that's what they, you know, decided to do. I, I think that's something that the NBA's union should, should reconsider. Thoughts on baseball? I don't know a lot about baseball. I've never made any secret about that. I never really played it. Don't know a lot about it, but Georgia needs to win. They're two and one right now. They saved themselves today against Georgia Southern, but they need to win. They need to get into the tournament, or I think you could see a change there too. And again, I don't know Scott Strickland. I don't know that situation in any way. The, the athletic department certainly is going in the right direction, I think. Um, but there's two pretty big sports that need to get better, which is uh, baseball and men's basketball. Women's basketball, you know, Joni Taylor's getting the job done for the most part. A couple of tough losses, lost to Carolina, uh, whenever it was, but they're doing okay too. All right, check me out on dogpost.com, and uh, I'm going to go watch the end of the All-Star game. Y'all try to behave yourselves, and we will see you next week.